All right, guys, welcome back to The Business Shift. So excited to have you here. We're bringing on another awesome guest that I can't wait for you guys to hear from. So our guest today is Cameron Hasim, Grand Cam, as he calls himself, um, is the owner and CEO of The Grand Male, where they help men become more bold and liberated to find their ideal relationship and flow of communication. For years, Cam struggled with women from being flaked on, getting heartbroken, dealing with crazy ex-girlfriends, not getting any dating matches, being friend-zoned. He has gone through it all. Um, after years of hard work with the right guidance, uh, Cam decided to help other men become that masculine figure that women are craving. He now helps men from all over the world, upgrade their dating life so they can achieve the abundance they truly desire. So let's go ahead, cue the intro, and then we'll bring him on. Welcome to The Business Shift, the podcast for online entrepreneurs who are focused on making the shift to business owners. We talk about what it takes to build and grow a thriving digital empire and the transition required as you grow. This is a shift I chose to make in my own business, your client success, and one you'll want to consider making as you grow from solopreneur to business owner. Please share and enjoy. All right. Welcome on. How's it going? Good, Elena. How are you doing? Doing so good. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you. I appreciate it. What an intro. And also, like, I love the mission that you have for your podcast to help all these people. That's super badass. I love it. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, I'm so excited to get your opinion on that because that's kind of like the whole premise of this podcast is that a lot of people use the the umbrella term of entrepreneur, but I think that there's a lot of different stages that come from starting your own business. Um, and it goes from, are you a solopreneur? Are you a business owner? So I'm super excited to dive into that. But before we jump in, um, I would love to know a little bit about first, why is your nickname Grand Cam? absolutely so the name grand cam i would say it started probably about i'll say it started about like four three four years ago so what happened is i've always been on this path elena to want to develop myself and always uh always push myself like every single day am i always better from the day before right yeah and i because i've always had this like thirst to grow and develop my mind and to conquer any insecurities and conquer any trauma that's been holding me back. I always look at myself as like, when I use the word grand, it's not to be braggadocious or to be arrogant or to say, look how cool I am and look how cool you're not. Right. Yeah. It's always like made me to feel more illuminated because throughout my life, I always Mm -hmm. felt less about myself. I always felt I need to be uh, validated. I need to be approved. I need to be accepted by people. But the word grand for me, it's like, I love who I am. I am upset. I have a healthy obsession with who I am. And I always want to bring good energy to people. And because I have this grand energy, the people around me, they can feel good about themselves too, without me having to, you know, have any agenda to make them feel any less than, than what they are. It's always like, if you're around me, you feel good around me because I feel good around myself. So Ooh. that's that's what it's all about. Like grand energy that like, can also transfer to my team members as well or to any of my clients. Like I got I have team members who they can call themselves grand and then their first name. So it's right. like a title, right? Yeah. So Cam is like short for Cameron, which yeah. is my full first name. So anybody can use the grand name. That's why it's like the grand male, grand cam. It could be the grand it could be grand Johnny, it could be grand whatever, right? Right. Anybody. 
Oh, okay. I love that. That's, I love that meaning behind that. So how did that kind of develop and how did you um, kind of take that and kind of embrace that idea and the business that you have now? Like, why did you decide to start your business? Would love to get into that. Sure. Why did I, I would say to begin with, why did I, why did I want to start my business? So I grew up in an entrepreneurial family. So my parents, uh, so my, my family are originally from the country of Iran, mm -hmm. and they immigrated before the, uh, before the revolution happened. So they, they went to school in, in uh, USC. So yeah. they've been in LA for a, a long period of their life. And then my parents also got into the real estate business, and then they got into the restaurant business. So then I was in hospitality. Like I grew up in the hospitality business. Like I saw them like start their first business from scratch was a franchisee business. And from there, I just noticed like, oh, wow, like my parents are their own bosses, right? Yeah. So the idea of like wanting to be like an entrepreneur, like was always like in my family, was always in my roots and my blood. But right. by the same token, I was afraid of going out and doing my own thing. So yeah. I was like relying on my parents a lot. And it was really my fault for like allowing myself to be babied and like wanting to not like do my own thing. But right. my parents, they always pushed me to like, you know, grow and become better. Yeah. So the result of this was I went to business school um, in Los Angeles and I got my master's in business with actually focused in entrepreneurship. So when you reached out to me, I was like, Hey, you're I like, I've done it. Yeah, I've done <laughs> That's it. awesome. Yeah. And so I've done the whole like entrepreneurship uh, journey on an academia level, but right. on a applicable level in real life, I've done it as well. Working for my parents as a, I guess how you could say as like an intrapreneur, because yeah. I always, always give like business ideas to them and help them grow their business. They were the entrepreneurs. I was more like the intrapreneur. Right. But then by the same token, Elena, I wanted to do my own thing. Like I'm yeah. so selfish that I told my parents, listen, mom and dad, I love what you guys are, have given to me. I appreciate the opportunity, the restaurants that we have. Cause they told me, you know, you're getting the, you're going to get the keys, but yeah, something deep inside Elena was telling me it's, this is not for me. Like I, I need yeah. to do my own thing. I need to prove it to myself that I can make it in my own business. Cause my sister, mm. who's like my only other sibling, she created her own business. Okay, my parents, very cool. yeah, they have done their own business. So I was like, well, that's just me now. Like I want to do my own thing too, but not because they're doing it, but because I felt the itch to do it myself. Yeah. So after going through this journey of like always going through self-development and the whole dating coaching thing came about from the fact that I love to help guys out. Yeah. And I wasn't a complete square altogether in high school or a complete dweeb, but I have those tendencies. And I, I also... Yeah. In the, in the men's dating space and dating space, what we call like when guys are simping and stuff, I would do mm -hmm. that as well. Mm -hmm. But but I also had some charm and, and the ability to flirt and just connect with women. It, it was there. It just right. wasn't like now, but it was there. Right. So guys would contact me. Hey, Cam, I need your help. Like they would hit me up on my, like, on my cell phone. Mm. You know, back then it was like Blackberries in high school. Yeah. <laughs> They'll be like, hey, Cam, like I need help. I need help. So, so I would help them on the side and everything. And then essentially right. – um, the fact that I've always been into like motivation, I've been into like self-development that combined with dating gave birth to the grand male. And then the whole grand cam like name and everything came from the fact that I was like, you know what? I deserve a title for myself because I went through freaking hell, clearing trauma, getting rid of insecurities, facing rejection. The whole introduction that you shared with me yeah, was like my story of like, this is where I am now, but from where it was to where I am now. So that's how it all kind of came into fruition. That's very cool. So what kind of gave you 
it sounds like that internal drive is what took you to be able to make that decision to not take over the family business, things like that. Um, can you dive a little bit more deeper into that? Because I think people can apply it to wherever they feel stuck right now, whether they feel stuck in a job and they've always wanted to do their thing. How did you take that and actually use it? So then it created action instead of it just being a dream that you had. Very good question. Well, I would say for clarity purposes, I did have a bit of a safety net. So mm -hmm. thanks to, um, I, I think for people, what they need to do is develop a safety net of some sort. So yes, I agree. How much do you, I'll ask you quite a quick question. Then I'll go back to answer my question. How much money do you normally tell people like a safety net that they should have before going into their business? Mm, um, I would say at least a month that you could live yeah. off of maybe yeah. month to three months. Okay. Where you yeah. can cover your monthly expenses. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I was, I was thinking of a little, I was thinking of like a pretty high number, but then again, everybody it's subjective, right? So right. I would say for, for me, <laughs> I had, <laughs> thanks to my dad for pushing me to do this. Like my dad, uh, believes it always taught me about financial uh, literacy and, oh, so and good. I didn't, yeah. And I didn't, I didn't really care about it. I was like, dad, I don't want to learn about this. And my dad's like, no, you need to learn. And I'm like, thank right. you. Now I'm like, thank you dad for teaching. <laughs> right. So, so my dad taught me about like IRAs and stocks and all that kind of stuff. So what ended up happening was, um, I put money into my 401k for my mm. company that I worked for, for my parents. Uh, I had about with traditional IRA, Roth IRA and a 401k altogether. I had about $40,000. I nice. put that into very, very risky, but I put it into Ethereum mm. back in December, November and December of 2020. Mm -hmm. So I remember um, during that, during the president presidency, during that time, they had this like whole law about like, cause the whole pandemic thing was happening. Right. That, like you don't get like the 10%, uh, there's no 10% penalty if you take out your money and put it into an investment. So I did that, right. I took advantage of it, put it right into Ethereum. Ethereum in like February, if I'm not mistaken, like January, February, March of 2021, it like shot up a lot. It went from like wow. $700 to like 1200 bucks. So my 40 K wow. went to like a lot. Right. Yeah. Wow. So I remember I was like, holy shit, I have so much <laughs> money right now. I'm like, I could quit this job, which is like my parents business. I was like, I can quit this right now. Right. But this was not until about like September of 2021. So I still stayed with my family for like the rest of the year, pretty much. Yeah. So a safety net is definitely what you need, Elena, for someone yeah. who wants to jump into another business. Like you 100% need a safety net. Right. Yeah. The other thing is, this is why I talk a lot about in my, in my, my coaching, Elena, is that guys need to have a firm grasp of their identity. Mm. So guys will usually come up to me and they're like, Cam, I'm scared of talking to women. Cam, I'm scared of rejection. Cam, um, I can't get past a second date, first date, yeah. and then she just like leaves me on read, right? Mm -hmm. And I always tell, and then it's usually, it's not a girl issue, it's a them issue, right? So, because <laughs> right. I tell them, like, guys, I don't have these kind of problems. So that means it's not the girls, it's the you, right? right? right. So it always starts with something surface level, Elena, and we dig deeper, 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 deeper. And then it's always something within their insecurities. Uh, right. Or it's like their need that they don't feel value, they don't value themselves. Or it's like again, a lot of different things. Trauma, for example, could be an issue as well. So yeah. somebody who wants to jump into a business, they need to have a firm idea of what their identity is. So I always tell my team, there's two kinds of insecurities in this world. There's personal insecurities and there's business insecurities. Yeah. So you got to conquer your personal insecurities first before you can conquer business insecurities. Because if you can conquer personal first, that's way more powerful than business. Because if you conquer business first, 
Well, then you can get used when you go into your, when you, if you haven't conquered the personal side. So I would say conquer personal first. Then when you go into business, you will literally take off like a rocket ship, like Mm. motivating your team, being there when your team needs you. Like I have already two guys from my team. They're like, Cam, I need your help. So after the podcast, like I'm going to go and call them and say, Hey, I got you guys. What is it that you need help with? Right. Right. So because I'm there for them on a personal end, boom, I can help them on a business end as well. Right. So for anybody who wants to like jump into a business, the two things I tell them is safety net and a firm idea of your identity. Once you know your boundaries, standards, principles, like your code of conduct, like how you expect, like expectations of yourself. So then you have expectations of other people. Once you have all that, then jumping into an idea of what you have in business and having a mentor is extremely important too. Like you need a business Mm -hmm. mentor. Mm-hmm. So actually, I'm going to say those three things. You need a mentor, you need a safety net, and you need a firm idea of what your identity is. Boom, you will take off. Oh, I love that. And I love how you broke it down. So then how does somebody, uh, if they don't even know where to get started with finding like a firm identity of themselves, how do they go about doing that in a way that they can move through it quickly? Because I see people go, okay, I got to find an identity of myself. And it takes them forever right and it's taking them forever to like actually decide on something so how do they move through that process while making it stick in the long term yeah this is a bit of a shameless plug right here but like i help guys with that right so what this is why like a mentor is so important because when let's just say somebody like for example your podcast brings a lot of knowledge right and it brings Mm -hmm. people like me into your podcast so it has opportunities for people to potentially work with me right Right. like it's funny because there's one of my mentors uh i listen to him a lot and he says when somebody calls in and says, Hey man, I need help with uh, dating. And then the guy says, okay, so, so, and then he's like, yeah, but I don't know what to do. And then he says, okay, so if a person wants to become a lawyer, does he go to a doctor to become mm-hmm. a lawyer? Does he uh, go to, uh, does he go to like mechanical school or, do, or does he go to law school? Right. And the guy he says, oh, well, he goes to law school. Right. So that's what I tell guys as well. Like for anybody out there who wants to figure out, how to have a firm identity of who they are because see life is about understanding who you are, right? Right. Life is not about other people. It's about understanding who you are because once you understand yourself, life is on easy mode. It is so freaking easy. So for a guy, for a man or woman who listen to the podcast, that want to understand um, their identity is to find somebody who is confident in their own, but find a mentor who's confident in their identity. Mm -hmm. So then they can bring that energy into their identity as well. So what I do is like, I have online videos about this. I have coaching programs about, or excuse me, I have online videos. I have zoom calls about this in my coaching program. Right. And I do in-person retreats where I help people discover because there's a discover who they are, because there's a lot of times, Elena, there's like distractions in the world, like the media politics. There's so many things that are going on and there's so many layers and layers and layers. You have to peel back. So oh, you yeah. realize like, holy shit, I have not been uh, discovering who I am the whole time. I've been caring right. about what others have been caring about me. And, and that's what the problem is. So what my job is as a coach is to peel back the layers, the layers and ask them yeah. deeper and deeper, more profound questions. And then boom. So, but to give them some applicable advice that whoever's listening to this right now is you got to have your boundaries. Yep. You gotta have your standards. You got to have um, just like the, the, just those two and are enough for now to get yeah. the ball rolling so they can understand, okay, what is it about me that works, that works cohesively with other people? It mm-hmm. works cohesively, cohesively with me. And more importantly, 
how am I talking to myself up here? Mm. That's the most important thing. Not how I'm talking to other people. How do I talk to myself up here? Because if I'm like, you suck, you suck, you suck. I hate you. I hate you. You have no idea what you're doing. You're an idiot. You're stupid. You're fat. You're dumb. Like that kind right. of crap will screw you up so bad. And even right now when I do to myself, I'm like, ugh. Yeah, it. you're starting to feel it. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. That's great. I love, I love all of that. And I think that that's very helpful into starting to get on that journey. So, um, here, like on this podcast, we talk a lot about difference between solopreneur where it's like, okay, it's me, myself, and I started the business, right? To business owner where you've got a product that's separate from yourself, where you could literally take yourself out of it and it would still run. So I would love to know if you think that there's a difference between the two, what are those differences? Um, and what is your opinion on both of them? So you're saying as a business owner, for clarification, you're saying that as a business owner, if I have a product and it could run on its own? Essentially, yeah. That's my, yeah. That's my mm -hmm. uh, definition of a business owner is someone mm -hmm. who the, the product is the business. The business has its own identity, its own culture. But I wonder if you have a different definition of what it means to be a business owner um, because I've talked to lots of people and I ask the mm -hmm. same question on every single podcast episode and there's people who go, oh, no, I think it's like I think you are a business owner no matter where you're at in your journey or things like that. So I'm curious what your definition is. Hmm. Okay. That's a good question. Like solopreneur and business owner. I would say here, I may, I may be like not, so if I'm not going in the direction, please let me know. So I would say the definition of a business owner is somebody who provides jobs for people, right? Provides opportunities mm. for people. Like mm -hmm. I don't believe like the grand mail would not be where it is without, first of all, it's clients. Right. Right. Um, yeah. And, and also it would not be without my motivation and drive, right? Mm -hmm. So the grand mail, like, I, I want people to take this. Like, I want to eventually see this company um, be in the hands of other people. Meaning, like, yeah. I want, for example, internally, somebody that's been working with me for a while to, to like, really take, take it on and just control it for me. Right. Mm -hmm. And I want to be kind of like, and I want, and I would see myself laterly in the future to be more like advisory. Yeah. Right. Right. Like board of directors or something like that. That right. is more or less pretty long term from now, but I'm training people. And I, and the cool thing about, about the direction I'm treating is like, I, <laughs> I, I'm a very, like, I'm a very laid back boss in the sense that like, I, I don't, I'm not harsh with people unless like they're not, they're not fulfilling the, the requirements that the company entails. Right. Mm -hmm. So I want people that work with you, like my sales closer, who's also my lead gen guy, my assistant, who's also my videographer and my discord and telegram community manager, who's also like my operations manager and training. Oh, cool. I want, yeah, I want all these guys to like make more money. Um, they all have commission sales commission opportunities so they can all make a bunch of money. I want all of us to get rich yeah. and I want all of us to like, gain a lot of knowledge and conquer any fear and insecurity that's holding them back. So I guess like, <laughs> how do I say this? It's like, we're all like the whole, we're all like business owners in our own sense. Like, yeah. like in my, like I, in my history, I love history. Right. So my family, again, like we're Iranian. And yeah. one of the things that the Persian empire did from back in the days, right. Is that there was one guy, like one King who controlled everything, but he hired uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly. It's called like satrapies or satrapies mm -hmm. or something. And these are like kings of their own region. So there was one for Egypt. There was one for like um, for other parts of Persia. There are parts for right. Turkey and even part for Greece as well. So right. I believe in like just me governing the whole thing and watching over. But 
by the same token, I want to think about like high IQ, high level problems where my guys are dealing with things that, that they feel suitable for them at this moment. But yep. by the same token, we have like big boss, like conversations, like we right. have conversations where they feel like they own a portion of the company where they mm. feel like they can take it with pride and say, yeah, I'm part of the grand mill It's badass working with the grand mill. And you know, like, I'm not like a stifler about like, you have to live next to me or anything like that. Like my lead gen guy work, lives in Mexico. My yeah. assistant coincidentally happens to live in the state of Arizona with me. Yeah. And my other, uh, my, uh, my community manager and, and uh, operations manager in training, he lives in Puerto Rico. So yeah. we're all over, but like we still make it work together and we right. and cohesiveness still works out. And then the cool thing is, Elena, because these guys all care about seeing this company grow in return because they give me value and they help me make money. I put money back into them. So I told these guys, listen, we need to go on a trip together. We need to have team building exercises. Right. And because this is a dating uh, company, you know, and all of them will happen to be single right now, including myself. I'm like, let's go out and let's go talk to girls and let's party. Let's go to right. table service. Let's go out to dinner together. Let's invite right. some girls to dinner with us. Right. So it's like the way I see business owner to wrap, wrap up my answer on this, like I see it as everybody gets a chunk of the company, even though they may not have like the boss title, but right. they, they essentially kind of have shares and they have pride into the company. Yes. And, and all of them just feel good about working with me. And that's all I care about. I want people around me to feel good around me. Um, and because like, I feel good about myself. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I can do this on my own as a solopreneur. Like, I don't feel like I, there's no freaking way I can do this on my own. Yeah. Like there's no way a company can scale no. if you're doing everything on your own. So that's my yeah. whole take on it. Am I like accurate in how I'm answering? Oh this? yeah. No, I love, I love how you kind of broke that down cam with the whole idea of how you view the team and how you want your team to perceive the company. And I think that's very powerful because they are then going to be willing to do more for the company because they're invested in it. It's a mm -hmm. different relationship that they have compared to a, a relationship that let's say an uninvested employee would have with a company. And so I right. love that, that perspective of it. Um, And so kind of like, going in more on that, that conversation about the team, like mm -hmm. when did you first realize that you needed to start to hire somebody and start <laughs> to bring on people? Because it's a scary thing when you're just me, myself and I too. I, I now need to give up control. People are going to now take on my baby, right? Cause we view our businesses as babies, that type of thing. So when did you realize you needed to hire and was it a hard process for you? That's so key that you said that the whole give up control thing, right? Yeah. So I believe, okay, so here's what's really, really funny about this. Like I believe in uh, autonomy and mm -hmm. I believe in everybody feeling bold and liberated, like you're mentioning in the intro, right. right? So how can I, as a business owner, be the person who tells my team and tells my clients to be bold and liberated, but, but me not wanting to give up control of my company? right? Like it's so inconsistent. Right. And that's the problem with a lot of masculinity nowadays. Guys are super inconsistent. They're super mm -hmm. inauthentic and, uh, and they're, and they're deceitful to themselves and to women they're interested in, or even to a high value men that they're interested in becoming friends with. Right. Right. So I, as a business owner cannot be like this where I say, okay, be bold, be liberated, be, be autonomous and live your life as you wish, you know, under like good principles and standards. But by the same token, no, you can't have control over the company. No, you cannot be, you cannot grow the way you want to grow. Right? right. So control, here's what, here's what I can control. I can control, um, expectations and standards within the company, including boundaries as well. I can control mm -hmm. that, but how the person, like the output of the person is within their control. 
right? Yeah. So, so I will only control what I can control. Again, mm -hmm. here's the expectations. Here's what are the standards for the company. And here are the boundaries that I have. So right. if you're not fulfilling them, you're out of the company, right? So right. that's me having autonomy and me giving free will yep. to the guys in my company that work with me to do that. And that includes, that's the same thing with dating. So if I'm like, you know, if a woman tells me, hey, Cam, I want to be in a serious relationship with you, I'll say, okay, well, let's talk about our standards for one another, right? Right. And expectations and everything like that. Nobody wants to get cheated on, right? Yes. So right. if like we're like, if I'm in a monogamous relationship with a woman and she goes and cheats on me, well, I'm not going to get mad at her and tell her, well, you know, screw you and F you and screw women. I'm going to say, well, you know what? You're not the kind of person that should be in my life because you cheated on me. So you're out of my life right now. Right. I'm not going to go and have this distasteful mouth and say, screw all women. I'm right. going to say, hey, I'm going to go find a new woman that's compatible for me. Right. Right. Exactly. So, so when business, it's the same thing. Like if I find a guy who let's say um, does not fulfill what I'm looking for and he ends up like pissing off one of my clients, for example, right? right. Well, he didn't do a good job. And if, if, if it's a reprimand, it'll be a reprimand. If it needs to be termination, it'll be termination, right? Yep. So I'm not worried like, oh my God, what if I give up control? I'm not thinking about that because I already have control, which are again, yep. standards and boundaries and expectations. So if I didn't train that person correctly, well, that's my fault. Yeah. Right. Right. So if, they, so if I didn't hire them correctly, that's my fault. Yeah. So everything is pretty much within my control. But by the same token, they are autonomous and have free will to do what they want to do. So nobody feels constricted. Nobody feels like, oh, my God, I'm like chained up. I'm, you know, whatever. Right. They have the autonomy to express themselves as they wish, because I tell everybody, express yourselves as you wish. And if I see it's not within alignment of what my identity is, right. you're not meant to be in my life. Right. So, yeah. So nobody should feel ever, Elena, that scared about giving control. Because if you feel, if you feel terrified, if one feels terrified of, of giving up control of their company, they're terrified of themselves. Mm -hmm. That's the way I see it. You should not be scared of ever giving up control to your company. Right. Like I, I don't want to be the guy in my restaurant when I work for my family where I have to close and open every single time. I want to <laughs> go on vacation. I want, like I'm paying these people like my right. employees, these hardworking employees to close and open. And like, I'm going to be in Nepal at yeah. the end of this month at the recording, at the time of recording of this video. And I'm going to be climbing uh, base camp of Mount Everest with like two other guys. Wow. Yeah. That's right? intense. Yeah, very intense. And I'm like, kind of like, shit, I don't even know what I got myself. Are you prepared for it? Uh, we'll see about <laughs> it. We'll see about it. We'll see. But yeah, I got to go buy some like hiking stuff. I got to buy a bunch of like gear and everything. But I can imagine. Yeah. But what's funny about this, Elena, is like, I was like, holy crap, I'm going to be out of the country for a while. And I don't even know if I'm going to have service in Everest Base Camp. Right. And I don't have time to check my phone every time in Everest. So I, I you know, my, my client who's Puerto Rican, I told him, listen, man, uh, I'm willing to give you a nice discount to be my client if you help me with running my company while I'm gone. And he was like, wow, really? I'm like, absolutely. So 50-50, yeah. like. You help me with the company, I'll give you a nice price to work with me on a one-on-one -on -one private basis. And he's like, nice. dude, I would love that, right? Yeah. So I'm helping them win, and he's helping me win. So it's a win-win right. situation. So what's what's so, there's nothing to be scared about control. When yeah. you're winning, when you have the mindset to help others win, you should never be scared of control, giving up control. 
Right. And if you set your team up in the correct way and you have that company mm-hmm. culture, like you were talking about before, where you created people who are invested in the company, they're going to understand how important it is to you and bring that kind of level of focus that you desire as well from people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Accurate. I love mm-hmm. it. That's awesome. So what was kind of your process that you went through to hiring somebody for the first time? Because I know it can be hard to find people that you trust and and making sure that you find good fits. So what was kind of your whole experience through the hiring process? Yeah, the process was, so I have business mentors that I work with that helps scale my company. Nice. I noticed, this is how I noticed when I, I was getting a little bit too busy. So when, <laughs> man, oh my God, I was controlling my communities. I was controlling uh, DMs on Instagram. I was controlling coaching calls. When I realized I was like feeling overwhelmed, I told my mentors, guys, I'm overwhelmed. Do you think it's time for me to hire a team? And they said, yeah, that's pretty much what it means. Like if you have too much stuff going on, usually like my mentor also told me like, you should be, you should be making like $10,000, about $10,000 a month before you hire a team. And and while I wasn't like always averaging $10,000 a month every single time, yeah, I still felt the need that, you know what, I have like extra cash flow coming in anyways from right. like other investments that I have, personal investments that I have, excuse me. So because I have that, because I have, again, a safety net and because I'm feeling overwhelmed and also my, my identity is now being threatened by the fact that I have to deal with like lower tier problems when I should only be dealing as a business owner with higher tier problems. Yeah because my identity was getting threatened by lower tier problems. And because I already did the work and paid my dues with lower tier problems, I'm like, okay, I can hire somebody else to do this for me. And I wasn't sure what, how to do that. So I went through, I went through two different people. Like one person was hired. The other person was trying to hire him, but he ended up working for somebody else. And then it, it just dawned upon me that there's somebody from the same business mentorship that I work for. He's also a dating coach. And he works for somebody else though, as a lead gen person. And mm-hmm. I remember like talking to him about that. I'm like, Hey man. And I remember I was at the gym and the idea just like light bulb just came on and I'm like, Hey man, are you still like, are you still working with that person for lead gen? And he said, yeah. I am. I'm like, dude, do you want to quit that job and work for me? Cause we're both dating coaches. And plus I'll pay you um, a little bit more than what that guy is. And I'll give you sales commissions. And the guy was like, sure, let's have a call about it. We did. Yeah. And he, ever since then, Elena, he's like, dude, I'm so grateful. Like, you're the first boss that I've had who's actually treats me well and mm-hmm. is cool to hang around with and is also kind to me. Yeah. He gives me opportunities to make a lot of money. Right. So then was him. Then my videographer, I asked him, hey, man, you know, you work at this restaurant right now. Do you want to just quit that lame ass job <laughs> for this restaurant that you work for? We're like, you don't even like the company. You don't like the company that much. You could work for uh, work for me where you right. already know me very well. You're my videographer and now you can become my assistant. He's like, let's do it. I love that. Yeah. So you were just looking in your circles. I was just looking within my circle. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. I was looking within my circle and, um, and I tried other resources. Um, I tried looking up some, a a website for uh, virtual assistants, but you know, just having my assistant live in the same state as me. Yeah. Uh, my other guy who is also living in Mexico, but he's from America, so he's English speaking. So that helps a lot. Right. So there's no like language um, blocks or anything like that. Right. And then my guy who's also Puerto Rican, who speaks very well, very good English too. And we've known each other for like three years already. So yeah. it was all perfect. So everyone I have on my team is like the, the, like it's the right fit. 
Yeah. It's literally the right fit. So, it, so like you said, I looked within my circle. Yeah. Mm, that's awesome. I really appreciate the insight on that. Um, I would love to dive a little bit more into your specific expertise with dating and things like that. I'm, I'm excited to hear what your thoughts are on this. I was looking through your website and you mentioned a lot about helping men become that masculine figure. So I would love to know what does it mean to become that and how does somebody embody that and how do you embody that in your own life? Yeah. So being masculine, uh, there's a lot of definitions for masculinity. I think ultimately, Elena, like a masculine man is somebody who understands himself, has conquered mm -hmm. his identity. He is liberated in who he is. He's bold in who he is. He's not concerned about the opinions of others. He's not looking for validation. He doesn't, he's not a people pleaser. Uh, but he's also somebody, uh, while all this is, may sound to a lot of people like, oh my God, like he's not like, you know, he doesn't care about other people. No, he's selfish. Yes, he's selfish, but... He's selfish with, with, with in a harmonious way. So he's mm. not out there to be conniving. He's not there to be shysty. He's not there to be evil to people, uh, to, to be win-loss situations. He only wants more win-win as much as possible. Right. Um, he brings people together because he's so comfortable in who he is. Um, when he walks into a room, he feels like and this may, again, sound to a lot of people like, wow, this sounds very selfish. But when he walks into a room, he feels like he owns it. But he doesn't mean he feels like he's better than other people. Right. He feels like when he walks in, he's like, wow, I'm just elevating on a cloud right now. Right. Um, where, whoever I talk to, they're going to love me. They're going to respect me. But if they don't love and they don't respect me, I'm not going to take it personally. Right. Because I know that I'm not compatible for everybody in this world. And that's totally okay. And that's what makes life beautiful. Because mm -hmm. you only rejoice with people that are compatible for you. So a masculine man is always honest, always authentic, doesn't ever feel the need to lie to a man or a woman yeah. uh, about like his intentions. So it's a man who just feels, again, like he can bring, he, because he has conquered all the insecurities and trauma in his life, he, he, can, he could be a leader, a, a figure that people can look up to. Yeah, that's in my right. that's in my opinion what masculinity is and how I apply it in my own life is, you know, as a coach, I help guys like, again, clear the smoke and realize that this is what's been holding them back the whole time. Mm -hmm. So like one of my last immersions that I had was in Las Vegas. And the last day that we had, we had a huge fire pit and we had this fire, like this big fire. And I was telling everybody, OK, guys. So I'll teach you about like my Persian culture and teaching about fire, how like in the Persian culture, fire is a very big thing for us. So right. when we let go, when we let go, when we have fire, we let go of all our judgments of ourselves, judgments of others, negativity, assumptions, lack of clarity. We all throw it into the fire and we embrace abundance, prosperity, uh, more loving relationships with, with women and loving relationships with ourselves. Right. right. So when we start to embrace all of that, the guys will realize like, wow, I've been holding myself back this whole time. And I didn't even realize it mm -hmm. because they've been in their ego the whole time. So mm -hmm. I help guys get out of their ego and get into their identity, mm -hmm. which I've been oh. talking about throughout this thing. Right. So it's all yes. about identity, 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 identity. I know it's Identity's. the theme. I love it. Okay. So what would be, and, and this has been super valuable. So my last question for you today is mm -hmm. what would you uh, recommend are the first steps that someone takes to becoming that kind of masculine figure. So a guy, what would he take in order to really start to embrace that now in his life? Very important question. So the first thing, <laughs> the first thing I'll tell guys, like if they want to become that masculine figure is humble yourself, humble yourself, 
reveal like i was just posting stories about this on my instagram like at the time yeah. of this recording that like a lot of guys are too they think they're too cool for school meaning like i don't need help uh just like how like you know guys can be guys can uh could be so egotistical mm-hmm. like human beings in general can be egotistical but like in for, reference to men over here for masculinity if you are not humble to learn and to grow and you're going to be that guy like i can learn it all on my own and i don't need a coach and i don't need anybody else to teach me how to become a man well uh you're already losing right (laughs) if a guy if a guy can humble himself and say you know what i'm not where i want to be right now uh financially spiritually mentally physically if if a guy can just humbly admit that yeah and say i need help in this he's already ahead of the game He's ahead of 99% of guys. And he may not have the results that he's looking for, but the kind of clients that I love and I respect are the ones that are like, Cam, I'm nowhere where I need to be, even though I just finished this immersion with you and I gained a lot of knowledge. Like I have one guy who did my Vegas immersion. He also signed up for my my uh, rave immersion where we're going to go to a rave and help him like talk to girls at the raves, right? Because awesome. I'm, a, I'm a music EDM junkie and yeah. so is he. And we're and this is open invitation for anybody else who's interested in going to this. Um, but he's like, Cam, I learned what I need to do to become not so uh, dead inside. Because I was telling him in Vegas, he was. I'm like, dude, you're so dead inside. Mm-hmm. Like you're not you're not animated. You don't express yourself. We're not on the dance floor. You're all stiff and shit. Like <laughs> you know what? You don't express yourself well. Like you're you're so dead. And he's like, dude, I realize it. And he's like, I want. I I can't do this anymore. Yeah. So after Vegas, he's like now living. And driving around his car, going back to business, and he's like, dude, I, I feel better. I feel more light. Yeah. I feel like a lot of weight is off my shoulders. But now, Cam, what I need to do is utilize these skills into practice. Like, I need to actually utilize them, go out there and, and try, 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 try. But by the same token, Cam, I know I'm not where I need to be. So let me sign up for your next retreat. And those right. kind of guys, I know I get financially, I gain from this. But by the same token, I was like this too. To, to get to where I am now, I would literally the next time one of my coaches or mentors had a program out, sign up immediately. Right. I always signed up. Always, always. I never wanted to take a break. And when yeah. I didn't have money, I begged my parents for money. Please let me right. sign up. And my dad would never understand that. He'd be like, Cam, you already did like five of these guys' programs. <laughs> and I'm like, I understand that, but I just love learning. I love to gain right. more knowledge. I don't want to miss out on anything. I had a huge FOMO yeah. on self-development. So right. as long as the guy is humble yeah. to and and when and as long as he could submit to the power of learning to who who he, he can be who to, excuse me submit to the power of learning of gaining more knowledge of who he who he needs to become yeah. then he's ahead of like 99% guys who are too egotistical who believe that no I don't need a coach no I don't need help right. and um, I'm going to do this on my own right so that's mm-hmm. how they can become exactly where they want to be and of awesome. course if you contact me I will help them get to the moon because you know that's what I did. Like I got my mentors. I got all the help I need to do. And I was not an easy person to work with, but right. I was hungry to learn. And that's Good. the most important thing. I love that. And that goes into my next thing. Cause I just really appreciate that. So if people want to do this in their own lives, where can they find you contact you just look into more working with you? Absolutely. Thank you for that. So uh, you can find me on the and my, as you know, on the name down below, right over here, that's my Instagram name, coach grand cam. Uh, that's the best way to reach out to me is through Instagram and my website. I have, you know, I, I'm on YouTube as well and like different live streams as well. So, yeah. and I'm also on like some other podcasts from other people, which again, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for inviting me as well. 
And yeah, I mean, I would say Instagram is the best way to reach out to me. And I have a lot of, again, I have like three retreats uh, this year, which are the immersions I was referring to. I have the one for uh, the month of July. I have the one for the month of October and I have the one for the month of December. So we got a lot of good stuff coming in, a lot of knowledge, a lot of like prosperity and, and self-awareness to come into fruition. So if anyone's interested, please contact me. Uh, again, Instagram would be the best way to do it under uh, Coach Grain Cam right there. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time. It's been a pleasure having you on. Um, any last words you want to say before we cue the outro? Uh, I would say, Elena, thank you so much for inviting me. Appreciate you reaching out to me. Uh, you're a great host. I th thank you for the lovely questions as well and uh, for the thought-provoking questions. For everybody who's watching this, like guys, the, the truth is inside you. The power of growth is within, is within you. You can become exactly who you want to be, but you got to be humble. you got to be humble to the power of life and be humble to learning more about yourself. And trust me, life is on easy mode. Whether it's business or personal, it, it becomes easier than you think. Man, thank you so much. All right, let's cue the outro. Thanks for listening to The Business Shift, where we chat about no-nonsense insights and strategies to help you transform your online business into a successful empire. If you or someone you know is an online business owner and are looking to increase the retention and ascension of their programs and outsource their fulfillment, I would love to connect. You can connect with us at yourclientsuccess.com. Until next time, Keep shifting your business towards success.